Hello and welcome to the Creative Scramble. My name is Carl Thompson. And my name is Matty Singh. And today we're joined by Stu Thompson, who helms the content agency Cut Media. Welcome, mate. Thanks very much. Good to be here. So um, you're quite well known, or your business is quite well known within sort of the mountain bike industry. I know that's how you probably started. You know, you produced tons and tons of like viral hits alongside Red Bull. Um, you know, with people like Danny McCaskill featuring and Steve P, absolutely massive players in the sort of the mountain bike industry. Yeah. Um, how, how did you sort of get involved in that? What, tell us a little bit about your journey. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it pretty much all started really because I was just through, through actually riding mountain bikes um, right back at, like back in the day. I guess I was a, a professional mountain bike racer. And I, I use the term professional pretty loosely because I was considered a pro level, but I never actually earned any money. But uh, I, uh, yeah, so I was like a pro level racer. And uh, I kind of got to the point in my career where, you know, I've been racing World Cups, I'd had a bit of success, like winning junior titles and stuff like that. But um, I got to the point where I'd had an injury um, and I just was kind of, I guess, like reevaluating what I was doing and, and, and I wasn't probably enjoying the traveling and stuff around racing and the race circuit so much. Um, and I'd stop, I kind of stopped racing, and it, but I'd always been into filming and photography as well. Um, just through like being out with mates riding and, and kind of friends and, and all that sort of stuff. So I'd kind of picked up a camera and uh, and it all really started through a website. Like I, I started a website um, where we kind of, host, kind of hosted some videos and stuff of films I made with like pro riders and we started trying to do some events and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, that, that's sort of how it started. Um, and then it kind of gradually merged from like being a website to, to then actually working directly for brands. So is this, by website, do you mean YouTube channel or is this something else? No, I guess it, it was like way before, it was, well, not way before YouTube, but it was like, I got into it a pretty good time. Um, I mean, it would be like, uh, sort of 2007-ish. I, uh, yeah, we kind of worked with like a, it was through like a family member that had like a hosting platform and everything. And we, it was, we basically just started this, I started this website um, and started like, filming with riders in you or like local races and everything um, and I was working in a I was working in a sports center as well like in between riding bikes and kind of doing a bit of everything but uh yeah just had a website where we kind of uploaded the videos and we, it went on to do a little bit of live streaming as well um, and again it was super early days for all that stuff so it was like really like crap quality videos and um, yeah but I kind of learned um, I hadn't had any like kind of proper training for filming or or photography just kind of always felt like had a bit of an eye for it and then um at the time my my girlfriend's brother had actually studied film and my girlfriend who's now my wife her yeah her brother had studied film at uni and uh, i kind of learned a fair bit of him as well and uh, yeah we just sort of had this website and then as i started making things to the website then brand it kind of some smaller kind of mountain biker brands sort of started saying like oh could you make us a video and actually kind of getting paid to make like there's it's literally the first i guess the first the beginning of like the whole branded content thing really was this with with danny or was this with uh, a different athlete like how did Not, your relationship it, with danny start yeah so i mean i mean i knew danny then as well we we'd kind of met a few years before then um and i probably must have been what 2000 i probably met danny in like 2005 2006 um and then uh yeah no it was more because basically because i, I guess because i'd raced so when i was competing you know i'd 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 been like a British junior champion and then I did world, like British sort of level world cups and everything. Like I had a, I, a kind of best result would be like a podium at a world cup. So I kind of, I already had relationships with quite a lot of top riders. So 
the kind of between knowing those athletes and knowing a few people within the industry, it kind of gave me like a leg up to, I don't know, but like have those contacts that you could start working for and making films and trying to grow. Like it basically was, like, I guess, sort of growing another career. Was there like a, a transition point for you where you decided, I want to stop with the writing. This is, I want to go into this creative side of the film, to the video, video side of things. Did you uh, feel it was a natural transition or something completely random? No, definitely not at all, to be honest. I, um, I knew, I remember there was, there was kind of a point where I, I decided that I was sort of finished with racing. Like I'd done, I'd done two or three seasons where kind of my results had kind of plateaued and I hadn't, I kind of wasn't, you know, the dream, like the dream was always to be like, the dream was to be Steve Pete. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> not to be filming Steve Pete. But like, so when I was at that point, I'd always, all I'd ever wanted to do was be like a pro mountain biker. And then it got to the point where I just, I don't know, I just kind of grew a bit tired of the racing. Like I always loved riding bikes, but I grew a bit tired of the racing. And um, I remember kind of just sort of deciding like, okay, I want to like pursue something else. But the filming and the, even the creative side, I guess it always been, it, it genuinely was never like a career thing. It was never like, a, oh, this is, I want a career in the creative industries or, or filmmaking or photography or any of that stuff. It was just, I'd been to uni whilst I'd been racing and I studied sports marketing at uni because I'd always been quite interested in like the sponsorship side and all that sort of thing. Um, but it, it, it literally, it, it was just, it kind of just happened in terms of the filming career. Um, yeah, it was just, it, it was never a goal. It just kind of what happened. So the, the sports marketing degree kind of leads me quite nice on to the next little question I had in mind. Obviously, you've made some absolutely massive films. There's Imaginate that sort of sticks in my mind and Danny's We Day Out, which yeah. are on, I think, I, I had a quick look. One's on 88 million views and the other one's on 25 million views and growing. Yeah. And that, that's insane. Like, <laughs> just, what, a, just a few, isn't it? Yeah, plus many, many more. Like, what, what makes a viral video within the mountain bike world? Oh, man, I mean, I think, well, I mean... The first thing is it's got to go further than the mountain bike world, really. Um, and I mean, a huge, you know, like those, those views are massive, but, you know, a huge amount of it's down to Danny's talent, you know. Um, I think for me, what, what we always, we always try and take a step back and almost look at like how we can hit audiences and like certain things, you know. So, um, you know, with, with Imaginate, it was like, okay, if you actually look at, you kind of look at the film, that we, we've got like the, there's a good, there's a decent kind of storyline to it, but then we, we kind of have Danny riding his tricks and his tricks are always like, his riding is always the most important thing. Like the core of it is always like, okay, we've got to capture the riding in the best way possible. But then we've got the toy element, the kind of colors and everything. And it, it definitely connected with like a younger audience. Um, and then there was the nostalgic element and it was like old, you know, it had an old twister board in there. It had like the kid's bedroom was all done up for, from like a kid in the kind of late 80s, 90s as we were. And, there was like the nostalgic element. Um, so I think we kind of like, you know, we always try and like think about how we can hit audiences and make it, you know, more than just like a cool writing film. It's like, what, what can you do creatively and what can you bring in terms of a concept um, that just adds more than like, don't get me wrong, Danny's tricks are absolutely insane. Like he's the best guy in the world, but like, what can you do to even elevate it further than that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean. It helps having someone like Red Bull on your side. I know you've got some pretty, pretty massive clients, Adidas and, and Red Bull being, being one of them. Does that help yeah. sort of get the, do they help and get the video out there? Or is that a lot to, to do with what you do? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, they definitely do. I mean, I think, um, 
the way things have progressed kind of just with the whole like like digital landscape basically especially nowadays the like viral is not really a thing anymore you know <laughs> not too much anyway um not like it used to be so like you know danny danny got his success through making a film that just people shared and it went massive whereas now like it's so styled out with kind of content out there that you've got to have everything you've got to have like an amazing like you've got to have amazing content but then you have to have like a distribution strategy dialed in as well and, and red bull obviously have the reach of those guys is incredible you know and, and what they've built up um so it definitely yeah i mean it, it definitely does help but i think it needs it's got to have everything the content's got to be amazing as well yeah yeah absolutely I mean, like, you know, you put out behind the scenes as well, which I found really, really fascinating. And, uh, you know, you see sometimes where Danny's trying to land a trick, you know, that could go into double figures of failures. And, you know, it could be on screen for, what, like three or four seconds at a time? Yeah. Which can be quite uh, tedious, I guess, as a filmmaker, trying to make sure you get the shot and obviously um, make a film that's, that's interesting to watch. You have to get tons and tons of angles. Like, what goes into what making one of these mountain bike films? Like, how much effort goes into let's let's talk about we day out yeah you know it's a seven was it a seven minute film yeah did yep. i'm assuming you bashed that out in a day right <laughs> uh, i try to think how many filming days are on that it would it would be probably around about a month um every single day like yeah not like minutes. we didn't film like non-stop every day it was probably spread over two months i would think um it was but i mean it, i mean it starts with obviously starts with like the concept and trying to work out what what you're trying to achieve and i think we we Day Out actually started with a, a film we made called The Ridge, which was on the Isle of Skye. Um, and at the end, of, the end of that film, Danny does like a front flip over a fence, which um, basically people just went nuts for. I mean, it was, it was an amazing trick, but I think we took from that that um, the, it was over like a barbed wire fence. And I think we, we decided like, what we took from it was it was super relatable. So everyone has like leaned on a barbed wire fence or knows what it is. So the trick, rather than doing like a, a front flip over some random object, people like really related to it. So We The Out was kind of born off of that. And we went, okay, how do we, let's try and make a film with like objects and things that people can really relate to. So then it goes from there to then, okay, Danny developed some tricks and some ideas. And then we've got to find the locations, which is a massive exercise in itself um, that can really work for the writing. And then it, you know, and then once we've pinned down all the locations, then we start shooting. And each trick can be like, uh, like that. I mean, it's, it's like, it sounds like a really bad thing, but the, the beauty and all the best athletes we work with and the, what makes them so great is that they want the film to be just as good as you want it to be. So like, you know, as a, as a filmmaker, you go out and you're going, you know, you just want every shot and everything to be like the best thing you can possibly make. And, are willing to put that time in. So it actually, when you get an athlete that wants the same thing, it can make for like a, a long process, but it makes for the best film. So Danny always wants his writing to be like the best thing he can possibly do. Um, which sometimes means like there's a trick that he thinks he can land, but he's not done it before and no one really knows. So you end up in a situation where you, you literally film for three days for a clip that's like 10 seconds in a video. How frustrating is that? How do you stay positive in a way when it's it can be so tedious doing what you do um i don't get too i guess i i don't really get i do get frustrated a little bit but the frustration actually comes 
So there's a big thing about making those, these films, and, and to be honest, a lot of the work we do across the board is we work with athletes. And the kind of, I guess through my background and, and sort of through other things, it's that being able to relate what they're going through. So the hard thing when you're working with Danny is like he, he'll like go up and down all the time and he'll, you know, he'll be trying a trick and you can see like he's nearly got it and it's going to be possible. And then he'll like lose it again or he'll like not, and then there'll be a few that don't go so well. So it's more that kind of, you pretty much like go on a journey with them, trying to like help them achieve their goal and like basically like simply like trying to pull the best performance out of them, you know? Um, you know, and, and I think it's, it's more, it, it, it almost becomes more about working with the athlete because you, you, you get your shot dialed so early in and you know, you know the sequence you want. It's just a case of like making sure as you start shooting, like you, you tweak that and, and change the shot or, you know to make sure it's exactly what you want once you start seeing the action because it's basically like you'll get two days worth of rehearsals <laughs> you know so um you can tweak that but then most of it is just working with the athlete to to get them to you know to to land their trick or do their performance mm -hmm. or whatever it is it's nice that you're working together to towards the same goal because there's certainly shoots when a bit about, about my background i used to work at man united tv Right, okay. um, when we did have that limited commercial time with the players, you have a particular vision and you've only got like 10 minutes to do what you want and when the player's not in the right mindset, if, they don't, if they're not really fussed, it's, it just makes it difficult for everyone to try and do what you want to do when the, the goal is to create great content. So yeah. it's nice you're on that same journey to wanting to achieve greatness i'd say to put yeah. it in a cheesy way yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's just yeah that i think that's the thing is like being able to try to relate to them and, and i think it you know it does differ between athletes you know some athletes if it's a you know you do get the occasion where it's like a commercial kind of thing they've got to do for a sponsor or something you know and it's pretty hard to get them engaged in it but um you know the more i think for us it because it, because now you know obviously the mountain biking side and and someone like danny i've known for a long time and we kind of Although I can't do what he do, does, I, you know, he knows I know riding bikes and kind of, whereas as we progress as a company, we, we've started working with different athletes in different sports. It's the same process though. It's like, you've got to go into that situation with the vision for the film and the shots, but with the understanding that they're, they're the expert, like, you know, they're the expert in what they do. So, um, and you see it with, you know, as we build a relationship with different athletes, you, you, you see when they do more like a, another commercial shoot or work with a kind of company that they don't normally work with or whatever. And like somebody rocks up and is like, ah, oh, could you backflip off there? And <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever, you know, but it's like you, you, you almost have to just start like understand that they're, you know, you can work on the shot and the creative and trying to deliver the story or whatever you want to deliver. But they, when it comes to what they do, you've got to go, right, okay. This is what we've got. What can you do here? You know. Yeah, because ultimately it has to be safe, right? You ask, you know, sometimes you're asking Danny to do backflips onto, well, a concrete landing. Which, you know, if you land it, great. If you don't, that could go really, really badly. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, do you have like stunt coordinators and stuff to help, or how do you go sort of? Yeah, it depends. Uh, making it, it as safe as possible. Yeah, I mean, it depends on it depends on the scale of what you're doing, um, and you know, on the basically what we're what we're kind of delivering. But I mean, I think again, it's like, you know. Um, with the stunt coordinators, um, it, it quite often tends to be when there's like outside kind of forces coming into it as well. And that, you know, if it's just a, a trick that Danny, like it, sometimes like the, the one that's most feared for Danny's safety is, is us. And it's, it's pretty much never him because he is like, 
the most like people just watch his stuff and they're like oh that guy's that guy's mental he's crazy but he's the most controlled like he knows his own limits so well um and then when you work you know if you work with a stunt coordinator and it's just the danny's kind of normal riding like all the stunt coordinator is doing is going uh, okay danny are you comfortable with this because again like danny's the expert but it's if you start bringing other forces into or other you know risk when it's more than just danny's movement it, it becomes more you know more complicated um, but yeah. No, I mean, it certainly makes for awesome final films. I've, I recently came across yourselves not, not as long as Cal has been following yourselves and having watched the videos, having watched the reel, the work is stunning, not just the stunts involved, but the cinematography, the editing. Is that a style you've had to develop over the years or did you feel, not in a cocky way, I'd like to say that editing is what I do and I'd yeah. like to say I've kind of from watching too much TV and too many films as a kid, you kind of have a natural eye for it. Yeah. Is that something you feel you've always had or you you just constantly watch and learn and try new things to to create the content that you do at the level you do? Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a, yeah, it's, I guess it's a, that just that constant progression really and it can come from like shooting, editing, post-production and everything really. So I think, I mean, for, for me now, it's, it's been more, I, I guess it's a, I guess it's related to the growth of Cut Media as a company and the fact that, like, it it start you know I started out just me, I, me out myself filming, or then bring me bring a friend on to help shoot, and then, you know, I'd be sat on my sofa at home editing, um, and then it just grows, and then you know I, I teamed up with uh, my colleague Scott, who was like the first guy who came on. Scott Marshall was the first guy that came on board, and like he's a super talented creative, you know, who is just. In, insanely good with the camera in his hand and like he then helped like elevated my work and together we kind of were stronger and then every point we've just like so there's ten, there's there'll be 10 of us and well as for the start of january there'll be 10 of us in the company and every person who's come on board has just brought like another level of talent but then collectively we have this complete like hunger to always progress the work so i guess it would have started something like technology when you know, you're, you, we were like, when we shot the ridge up on the other sky, that was like, the f we were really pushing what you could do with a drone. And it was one of those first films with a drone that was just like. Yeah, that shot's you know, ridiculous, like, by the way. <laughs> like, thanks, for, thanks. And it was just like the sort of film that people were like, holy shit, look at the drone shots and that. So we're pushing the technology, but then that, that over the years, that's kind of like plateaued as, as the technology becomes more accessible. And it's not that we had the, <laughs> The funds to access it because like the ridge was a passion project but you got people involved who who was actually my brother-in-law who was flying drones and he was like really pushing what could be done with drones and he's like you know he got involved in that project and now he's like he's shooting on the grand tour and he does all that like he's shooting drones like all over the world um and and so he came on uh, involved in that project and then we've just always progressed and then it was like you know from then it was it was kind of the post-production side so bring it like um, our two editors in here, Gavin Paul, and they're just constantly pushing what's possible on the post. Um, and that was probably more, most, most visible this year. We did a Red Bull project called Frames of Mind, which was, you know, a, more of a visual effect. So the creative, you know, constantly developing the creative and trying to do new things. It, it's a bit of everything, but it's, it's the team we've built, I guess everyone brings, has brought something new. So it's, it's kind of a long way from, from when I started just like me with the camera and like it's, it's now like a team who are just kind of collectively making, 
really sure. good work, you know. I mean, you describe yourselves as more of a content creation agency. How does that differ from your typical video production company? Because there's a ton of them out there. Everyone's trying to do it, it seems, to us. How do you differ? Um, it, was a, it was definitely a thing that we really struggled to, like, we kind of struggled to define ourselves for quite a long time. I, you know, like looking at it from the business perspective as opposed to just, like, going out and making making cool work and appreciating what we can do creatively. I think from a business point of view, we, we kind of kept struggling with it because we were so early onto the branded content thing. We were making kind of premium work, but like it was generally for online. And we, we developed a whole like a bunch of expertise about what was working and what was like, you know, what connected with an audience or how the distribution was working. Um, and But we were still like, well, you're a video production company and that's so different from what a general video production company does. But then the content thing was like for so many years people were like internet content and they were you'd think like you'd think like like a shitty cat video, you know? <laughs> and and like people's idea of content was so low budget, but then as content's developed, now content is like a a thing that's no longer like the bottom of the barrel when it comes to like videos. It's now like okay, online content budgets are like to the same or like, you know, content and broadcast is becoming the same thing. It's all kind of merging. More so anything now, we we consume more online than normal terrestrial TVs and anything. I think nowadays, don't we? So, yeah, exactly. That's it. And I mean, everyone, you know, the guys, everyone, like the whole team in the studio, like none of them are really going home and watching regular TV. So everyone's consuming, you know, as everyone's been so widely talked about, everyone's consuming media in such a different way. But I think we we kind of we changed it to being, you know, we tried to define ourselves as a content agency because we, you know. We say we kind of we're not delivering like a video we're delivering a campaign so we most of the time now we're delivering you know like we can make a documentary we can make we can make we've made broadcast work but on the other hand we're like delivering an instagram story for someone or a campaign of that stuff so it's like the full range of full range of stuff so um content agency felt like the right fit yeah well it's the thing you know i do a lot of similar stuff like that as well so you're using broadcast cameras but the content is, like you said, going on Instagram or going on Facebook because they still want the, the quality and they've still yeah. got the, the budgets. Um, but it's then it all sort of differs when it comes to media spend and things like that. And it's, it seems just Facebook sponsoring and, and getting your content out there online is so much easier than trying to get uh, a commission on broadcast. Like, have you have you any experience in broadcast at all or is it all just online stuff you do? No, we, we've done some broadcast. I mean, we've done, I guess we did, we did a documentary and it was on, for BBC, we did. Uh, we've done quite a lot for for Red Bull TV. A few years ago, they were doing. They were commissioning a lot more around, kind of, kind of long form. So we did a few documentaries for them. Um, but we kind of, I guess we've we've always looked at, it. and we've done a few commercials as well. Actually, they're primarily for broadcast. But we've always, I think, we've always looked at the online, online content. As, you know, as looking, trying to position ourselves in like premium. The premium end of that, obviously, working with athletes and, and sort of destinations is really our thing. And um, and if the broadcast work comes, then great. But it, it is uh, definitely it's not our what we put ourselves out there is our strength. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what would you say is your sort of favourite country to work in? You know, your your showreel very much is very much abroad. It's not it's not just s nice, pretty views of the Highlands. You know, you've been all over the world and you've got some absolutely amazing stuff. Like, what what would you say is something that sort of sticks out? Yeah, but there isn't anything quite like a nice pretty view of the Highlands, though, is there? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a big fan of Cairngorms myself. Too. I'm yet to go. It's on my bucket list. Oh, really? No way. Yeah, it's insane. I really yeah. want to go. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love Scotland, though, so I'm, I'm always going to speak passionately about my, my home country. So, I, I mean, I love being in the Highlands. Um, I, Lofoten was a highlight. We went to the Lofoten Islands in Norway a few years ago. That was definitely probably one of my favourites as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite a... I'm just like an outdoors kind of person, you know. I love being in, like, big, beautiful landscape, really. So um, I didn't actually go to the... We did a shoot for Adidas on um, Lake Baikal in Russia as well, um, which, yeah... So a few of the team um, went there. Scott was directing. Um, yeah, he went to that location, which is just like I think that's in a that's definitely in a real. And uh, yeah, that's like a big, the biggest freshwater lake in the world, I think. But it freezes, so we filmed, we filmed a um, like a bouldering, like climbing athlete on basically on these little rocky outcrops in the middle of a frozen lake, um, which was just like absolutely stunning. But I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't get to go to that shoot. But uh, <laughs> that was a pretty amazing location for. As a content. random tan, as a random tangent, sorry, I saw a trailer the other, the other day for Free Solo, mm. um, guy called Alex Hanold, uh, yeah, uh, the free, is it who's just um, climbed the El Cap. Yeah, um, it looks absolutely amazing. I can't, I actually yeah. can't wait to see. It. I've not seen it yet, but I think I've been. Yeah, there, same. I want to see it, over. but there's a really good little feature on how the filmmakers went about doing that, and because obviously they're all climbers themselves, similar to you guys, like you're very much involved in the in the. You've had that background mm. in mountain biking and the outdoors, and it just helps ha with the overall integrity of the filmmaking process. I think, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I can't. Now that, you've that um, now you've got um, ten employees. Obviously, that's quite that's quite a serious feat. You're a technically you're a big time CEO now. <laughs> 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 how much how much time would you say you spend making films versus like running and growing the business? Um, yeah, that's, you pass that, that off to other people, you know, not, and you, you know stick what? to the creative, like, how does that work? It's actually, it's, it's definitely the opposite now, like, I, I spend more time doing that, it's, it's been a big, it, pretty gradual, but a big transition for me, um, in the fact that I'm definitely, this, funnily enough, this year has been the first year, we're kind of coming to the end of the, this year, where it's the first time I've actually gone, right, I'm not, I'm not the guy who's hands-on on location, um, you know, shooting or directing, um, I'll do, I'll, I'll do a bit of work nowadays, I'll still direct if it's like a some of the Red Bull projects, and sometimes if it's an or if it's an athlete, I've got like a specific kind of relationship with. Um, but more and more, I'm like I, I'm I feed in right at the start, so I'm always you know as a, as a team we're very kind of collaborative over the creative idea and developing the concept or developing what we're going to shoot. And then it's like a you know another you know whether it's like a, we we try and keep it as like in house as possible, but like two or three of the guys here will go and kind of shoot it and kind of lead on the project. Um, and then obviously you'll see the post going on. But yeah, this year, this year is the first year actually where I, it's a combination of like the business growing and, you know, to be honest, I've got two young kids as well. So kind of traveling less was something I wanted to, to do. Um, so yeah, this year is like, my role's gone from literally being the one-man band filmmaker to like growing, a com growing the company, directing, and now it's like, it is the kind of more of the business element, so. How have you found the challenge of that running a business compared to just being a filmmaker um it's been a ch like it's been a really big challenge and there's loads of like it's been just kind of <laughs> a hell of a journey in many ways but i i, I kind of thrive off it though as well I, i've enjoyed it um i love i love being out and shooting and i kind of love the business element as well but i think on the creative side i'm kind of lucky now we've got we've just got such an insanely talented team here that's like you know, I think the old saying is like hire people smarter than you. 
So mm-hmm. <laughs> I've now got like a bunch of people here who are just making amazing work. And I think it's let me kind of, I've got so much trust in them that I now can kind of plan the business and where we're you going. And, and on, I've kind of had, on the throne and <laughs> yeah, exactly. millions to work. So <laughs> Exactly. But um, yeah, no, it's just been kind of more like standing back and going, okay, so I think we always, we reached a point you know, a couple of years ago where we'd, as a business, we'd kind of felt like we we're making like the best, kind of sounds arrogant, but like we felt like we we're making the best work in the niche we're in and working in mountain biking and outdoor sports. And we'd, we'd done a big, delivered like We Day Out as a big Red Bull project and we'd done some big stuff for Adidas and we were working, Santa Cruz Bicycles working mountain biking was really like kind of cool. And, and it, we, we hit a point where, you know, we were just focusing on the creative and then it, it was like, okay, what, what are we doing now? Like, where are we going to go? Because we can't just, we've got to look outside that and keep progressing as a company. So it was kind of my role to, to try to kind of help, help do that. Um, so I still, I definitely still get a buzz off shooting and like seeing that, you know, the creative come together, but it, it's, it's such a, yeah, such a good team effort, you know? Sure. I mean, I think you mentioned it earlier, but in the beginning you were putting out this great content, making these viral films before viral was really a thing. Did brands start coming to you? Have you ever tried to actively market or have, as your background in knowing certain people and in this world, has that attracted the opportunities it has for you? Um, yeah, we've done, like, I guess we, we've not done, like, too much. We've not done much in, in, in the way of marketing. I think we're kind of always aware it's something we should be a bit more on, to be honest with you, in terms of marketing ourselves, because you end up, you know, it's probably like loads of companies are the same, you know, when we've got loads of social media content going out on our own channels, it's probably because we're we're having a quiet period with making films. And then as soon as as soon as there's no social content, it's like us because we're all busy, you know, making making films. So, um, I, I think it's yeah, it's kind of just grown gradually. But I think we've we've always always kind of had the the kind of that whole kind of motto of like you're only as good as your last job, you know, and yeah. and, and we we constantly want to make cool work, and we feel like if we do that, the, the clients will come. Um, the, the contacts have obviously, you know, it feels like obviously the, the work with Danny, like it kind of helped, it, it definitely helped early on and it helped that, you know, it helps when you're going on a meeting to someone and you're like, I oh, hear some of the work we've done and they've actually seen the film. Um, that always really helped. Um, but I think it's just, it's just kind of been, yeah, just kind of pushing on making the best work you can and then, you know, trying to put yourself out there as much as you can as well. No, definitely. Because that. It just comes from an idea that there's a lot of production companies, there's a lot of people that, ourselves included, there's, to be working with the brands like you have, to be work, to producing the level of films you do, it's it's a real big ambition and goal yeah. to do those sort of things. So it's just the from an advice point of view, people starting out and that is the goal to be producing ace films like you do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it was... Um, I think it's like it's been such a journey to get there though you know um i, I think you know it's like you know it's, it's good i mean it's absolutely amazing just now and we're so like we work with some amazing brands that we were lucky lucky to work with um but i guess at the start it was still yeah you know, it doesn't happen I, overnight so. yeah it didn't happen overnight and and it's it's you know just concentrating on making really good work and then and then getting as many people to see that work as you can um you know, and I think, it, I mean, I, it's funny now, especially like Danny's obviously a good example because we've worked with him for so many years, but I remember working with him on Industrial Revolutions, which was like a little film we made for, 
uh, for a Channel 4 documentary back in 2010, I think it was. Um, and we went to a train yard, you know, and we, we shot there and it was like me and a 5D and a tripod and like three lenses. And, and like one of our mates helping kind of move some stuff around and, and you know, help out there. And then it's like, it's just kind of been that progression of like, it's almost like, I almost look back on that stuff fondly because it was so simple. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know? sure. But um, you've just got, yeah, it's been, it's been a long process to, to get there and, and it's just a case of like always just focusing on making great work but then like when you do just like, I think as filmmakers you, you can be quite, um, you know that, I think they talk a lot in the creative industries when you feel like a bit of a fraud the whole time. <laughs> you know, when you make yeah. something and you like, you're worried you're going to get found out. And I think sometimes, <laughs> some, sometimes you like have a film and like there's like a shot in it that you really hate or you're like, oh, I can't believe I really, that really annoys me or this didn't work out like I want, you wanted it to. And sometimes you have to like step back from that and actually go, well, no one's going to notice it. So just have faith in your work and just push it out and put it in front of as many people as you can. Yeah, because I'd assume it's not been plain sailing all the way. You've had many ups and downs, I can guess. Are there any examples you can give of where times haven't been so good it could have been as a business or things uh, going I wrong mean, on set so, yeah I mean there's a there's like a story I tell quite a lot actually about when I first when I was first filming and I kind of was like right let's go at this full time and uh, and it was kind of that point where like I said I'd, I'd had this website and it, it it hadn't it really been much of an earner and I was like right let's try and be like a full-time filmmaker and work with brands and uh, I was living in a one-bedroom flat with my girlfriend um, and basically I wasn't like, I wasn't making any money at it. And she was like, like, let's just give this like two or three months and, uh, and see if it works out. And so she, like, she was like, she was working in, in the local university at that point And like, I was kind of basically living off her wage. And uh, she was like, like, let's give it three months, go for it. And I, I came up with this proposal for like, a, to make some content for a, a company. I probably, I probably shouldn't say their name actually, cause I'm really weird, but I'll, I'll, this like big, big company in the cycling industry. Um, and uh, I met the guy uh, who was the general manager of the company and they're a really big company and I like met him and I was super nervous and I was like okay I've got this idea and like kind of pitched him the thing and and uh, he was like right tell you what I'm going to this show in a few weeks in, in uh, it's like a big show called Eurobike in Germany he's like we you gonna could, could I meet you there and I was like I had no plans to go there but I was like yeah yeah no problem I'll be there <laughs> booked, booked a flight went there and then met him I had got like an hour to chat over this proposal and he's like, right, this looks really good. Leave it with me and I'll come back to you. Um, and that was like, uh, it was just the beginning of September. Um, and this would be, I can't remember when I was, it'd be like 2010 or something, 2009, 2010. And, uh, and uh, I left it with him and I kept phone, like I was super nervous because the guy was like super important. It was like a massive contract for me and it was basically gonna make such a difference. Um, and then uh, I phoned the guy every, every week for like ages, kept leaving him a message like, oh, how's it going? It's just Stu, I was wondering if you'd had a chance to look at this thing and like super nervous kid like, and uh, I phoned them every week and it was when from September and then I didn't hear back, I didn't hear back. Um, and then it was like, I just sort of, I'd sort of given up on it. And then it was about two weeks before Christmas and I was like, oh, you know, what? I'll just try him again, try him again, see if I can get this sorted for like the next year. And he just like, I'd sent him emails and phone calls, left him messages, never heard a thing. And then he just randomly picked up and it was like the biggest deal in the world to me. And he just basically went, oh mate, I've lost it. Could you just, any chance you could send it again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Sent him the email with a proposal on it. 
and he basically went, yeah, yeah, that looks good. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. That sounds that sounds great. And uh, he's like, just send me the that payment. Send me the payment terms. And it was absolutely nothing, not a big deal to him whatsoever. But it like, it basically stopped me getting a job, having to go and get like a job and continue like I could continue making films. And it and it was just like total. I kind of took a lot from it because you're worried you're going to be pestering him, but then he basically just been too busy to look at it and answer my phone or whatever, get back to it because it wasn't too big a kind of deal for him. But it literally, so perseverance paid oh, off in the end. Yeah. Massively, massively. It's funny, you can overthink things like thinking, oh no, I don't want to pester them, but they've just genuinely forgotten. They're not doing it out of spite. Yeah. It's just a case of, yeah, know, just give them a little nudge and then there you go. Now yeah. You... yeah. How definitely. many years later is it since then? Yeah, so that must, oh, I mean, that must have been eight or nine years ago. Wow, there you um, go. There yeah. you go, people. Persist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a. Oh, I mean, it made like it literally that contract to make like a bunch of branded content films. For that company like that had me. So that point on, I was like, right, cool. I'm safe for a year, kind of thing, you know. So it was a. Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, amazing man. That's uh, really interesting. We sort of we do a thing called quick fire questions when it sort of comes to the end of a. And interview, obviously, we're very respectful of your time, so we just sort of fire some questions at you and just give some sort of quick, snappy answers as best you can. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, first one is: uh, if you weren't a filmmaker or a business owner, what do you think you'd be doing for a living? Uh, Are you going to say mountain biker? Well, I'd love to say mountain biker, but probably <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I probably still would have been a failed professional mountain biker. So I'll go with like uh, probably some kind of marketing role, marketing mount, mar- doing some marketing manager role in a mountain bike cycling company. I thought you'd have said, I'd have chosen my dream of being an accountant instead. (laughs) 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 Um, Employed or self-employed? Oh, self-employed. Do you think you could ever get a job again? Do you think, like, working for somebody else? Would it? No, I think I could, because I think, yeah, I definitely could, because I've been through, I feel like I've been through the self-employed journey. (laughs) There's, like, there's definite benefits of being employed. Yeah. What would you say is a bit of advice you would give to maybe your 21-year-old self just starting out? Oh, don't, I just, yeah, don't be so nervous. <laughs> it's such a, yeah, I don't know, just that kind of having faith in yourself. You worry, t- worry too much what other people thought. Yeah, I think you tend to. I mean, you've dominated in your marketplace of the mountain bike industry. What are your future goals and ambitions for yourself, for the company? What else are you looking to get into? Um, it's always driven by the work. Eh? We just want to keep making like really fresh, kind of creative work, um, and probably for like, yeah, always just a new project. Either it's, it's cool because some of the brands we work with are so open, doing like completely different ideas, um, but then obviously working with new brands as well. Nice. Oh, sounds good, man. I mean, just you've mentioned you've got a young family. You know, you've got ten employees. You've got a hell of a lot going. On like, how do you sort of manage your, your work life balance? Uh, Difficultly, difficult, like yes, yeah. <laughs> difficult, yeah, with everyone. I mean, it, it's it's uh, yeah, it's tough, man. Because I, I think like I I try and make it really simple. So I kind of go like to be honest with you, I kind of look at it really simply and be like, I've got three things going on. It's like I've got my work, I've, I've got my family and kind of close friends, and I've got riding bikes, and they're all like kind of important to me because the old like riding bikes definitely keeps me sane. You know, it keeps that like output of just being able to chill and then I love spending time with my family and then working and it's just trying to find the balance of all three, but yeah, and just trying to never, almost like not look outside that too much. So I just kind of try and, trying to find a balance, but it's super hard. 
Um, so for all those family and friends and employees hopefully going to be listening to this, is there something interesting that no one really knows about you? Oh. Uh... Now's your chance to confess those sins. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm pretty like, <laughs> I'm pretty open with all those guys and <laughs> I think, no, I think everyone, no, I'm not really like the secret kind of guy. No, it's fine. Um, and then sort of to, to finally bring it to an end what inspires you what inspires me oh like i'm i'm that's that's like different i'd say def, i'm definitely inspired by being outdoors and doing like just riding bikes and kind of having yeah kind of we, we like we work in glasgow but like i live about an hour outside glasgow so i can be in like the mountains and you know, I'm definitely being inspired by kind of being outside and even to be honest with you, I'm actually quite like my own company these days, which was never a thing. I used to be like, I always used to like be like the social person, whereas now I'm more like, I quite like just being out by myself on my bike. So <laughs> having the headspace. Yeah, nice. We'll put the, the links to, you know, the, the We Doubt and Imaginate and all, all the, the films that you've uh, mentioned the, this episode. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes so people can watch it if they haven't seen it already. Where um, can people learn a bit more about you? So do you, do you post much on social or, or do you, how do people get in touch with you if they so want to? Um, I mean, we, yeah, we're, we're on social media, uh, Cut Media or facebook.com slash Cut Media and all that sort of stuff, Instagram. Um, I think our website, cutmedia.com, is the best place to kind of see our work and see what we're up to and everything. Um, yeah, so check it out. Awesome, man. Thanks very much. Go is check there, it out, yeah. Is there anything Thank else you. um, you'd like to add before we come to a close? How do you feel like that went? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely, I just want to shout out like the, basically the whole team at Cut Media. Um, I was asked just before, I'm in a little room in our studio, just off the side of our studio, and as I went in, Andre, who's one of the guys that works here, was like, make sure you give me a shout out, I'll be listening on the M8 on the way into work when I listen to the podcast, so. Yes, one more listener. There you go, yeah. yeah. exactly, so, he'll, uh, yeah, def- but no, definitely all, like, the full team at Cut Media, like, uh, particularly Scott, who's like, kind of, my partner in it from like pretty early on and uh, and then my, my wife and kids as well. Wonderful. Well, Stu, thank you very much for your time. No problem at all. Um, Good to talk to you guys. Uh,